I have never seen the type of response from customers of all sizes to an email campaign as I did to that email. This is Inside HubSpot, where we take you behind the scenes to uncover the tactics and strategies that grew HubSpot to a $2 billion company with more than 180,000 customers globally. I'm your host, Kat Warboys. And throughout the show, we'll hear from HubSpotters, experts in their field on how we pioneered the inbound methodology, built an award-winning culture, uncovered new channels for growth, created a blog with more than 11 million subscribers, and much, much more. Whether you're a startup or a scale-up, a marketer or the CEO, you'll learn from our triumphs and our missteps that can be applied to help you grow better. We explored the world of email marketing at HubSpot with Ivan and Casey from our core automation team. In this mini episode, we drill down a little deeper to share our frameworks and best practices for you to adopt in your own strategy. If you want to learn how to experiment with email marketing and which emerging AI trends to look out for, then this one's for you. Experimentation is so fundamental to the marketing automation team at HubSpot. It's one of the things that I really love about the org. It is so highly encouraged to the point that we actually have an experimentation council that's led by ICs across the team. They put on monthly readouts where various marketers will come on and share successes and failures. I love when I get to go on and hear, I tried this thing, it was terrible, (laughs) and here's what I learned from it. It's really fun just to have a culture where that's really accepted and encouraged. We do learn a ton for it. So you learn a lot from other marketers doing that. Some of the insights that I've had from sitting in on those, our team running experiments have been around just the sizing of experiments. I think a lot of times, especially marketers kind of just ramping up into their careers feel like it's an experiment if it's just this massive swing in metrics, if it creates this just overwhelming demand or some sort of really big, pretty result. What we've found a lot of success with on my team has not looked like that all the time. It's been really small, iterative wins that apply across all of our programs. So for example, last year, someone on my team ran an experiment to see if we make our subject lines more specific, what does that do to open rates? And it might not sound super exciting to say two percentage points increase, but do that across all of the programs that we run that saw the similar results. And that's massive. That's a huge win. And so tests that are that small can be really impactful at scale. Some of the bigger tests that we have been working on recently, we don't have firm results on this yet, but we've been really interested to see the impact of reaching out to different users within an account. So if we reach out to you know the admin on the account who might be anything from a business owner to you know the, a marketing manager, lots of different people could hold that role. Or if we reach out to the IC who's doing the actual day-to-day work or just these different people from within a HubSpot account, what our results are going to look like. Is it best to drive product usage ongoing by reaching out to the person doing the action or by, you know, potentially their boss who might be able to help them identify opportunities and kind of encourage the team to work toward those things? So that's something ongoing results TBD. You'll have to report back. But um, that's that's kind of a bigger thing. But those bigger experiments do obviously take longer. It takes a little bit more to validate results and some of these smaller, quicker wins, which can be really fun. We'll get you back on the show to hear about those results. But <laughs> with everything sure. you said, it feels kind of crazy that year after year, there's still this industry debate that comes up uh, at least once in a year, which is, is email dead? 
And I think in 2023, with obviously now AI being a reality that we can all use um, and Google market teams are starting to harness, what does this mean for email? Where does it leave email? I think it's kind of sexy to say email is dead. We live in a world of hot takes and maybe one day we will. But as of today, whenever people ask me that, I say, where do you spend your time? When you come back from your out of office, what's the first thing you're opening? Possible that you have some sort of internal instant messaging app. If you are in a region such as Latam, you might be using a lot of WhatsApp. But regardless, you're spending a lot of your day on email. Um. So what I would say is like, we think that email is still a really effective tool. We don't think that that means that people should ignore other places where their contacts are, but to say that you're only going to focus, you're only going to focus on those nuanced channels ignores the fact of where your customers are. And maybe you're a different kind of company and maybe your customers are on Instagram and therefore that's where you should be. But at the end of the day, your inbox is always going to be one of the most reliable places that you can contact people. Would you be able to share a few examples of that? Yeah, like so specifically in the customer space, a couple of the places where email has really shined for us in the last, let's say, six months is um, in the demand space. You know, we've like automated the typical sales rep flow of how they reach out to contacts, but customers a sort a significant source of like customer information is our customer success team. And they don't just know how to run a typical sales process. They know what the characteristics that a up, good upsell looks like. So what we've done is automate the outreach of our customer success teams according to what they say they look for when a customer is ready to upgrade or buy a new tool. And we've literally taken exactly what they've done, made it a little bit more scalable and automated it. Um, and that's been really efficient for them because it means, and we use HubSpot's book a meeting functionality to book meetings directly on their calendars. Um, and it's a really successful motion. And that, you know, something we always say is that em- like people are squishy. I can get on a call with you and I can change tack based on what you want to talk about. Email's hard. So we use the email as a place for when we want, we're pretty sure what customers need. We're pretty sure what they want and we send it. And then for when it gets into that conversation of like an actual like discussion of what tools they need or we don't, we leave that for the humans to do, at least for the moment uh, until the AI comes through. But you're always going to need that human ingenuity. Within, for example, then the renewal space, we started sending, we had a problem where some people were just like not paying their contracts. We'd have to like freeze their accounts. They'd come back and they'd be like, I had no idea. So we were like, what if we just sent this to like the most engaged person and not just the person as the billing contact? Like before, when someone's overdue, let's send it to like the person who uses the account the most. And the increases we saw with renewal rate were pretty like astounding. Like there was the significant section of our customer base who were like, oh God, that person just left the company and it didn't get fixed. Um, so like, and that was once again, something that came from humans. So like really leaning into your human teams, finding the things they do that are automatable and taking them lots of time and then you go do them for them. But that's one way we approach things, which is taking humans, the things humans do and automating it. Uh, Casey, I know in your world, you develop some like marketing driven experiments. Um, do you have an example to add to that? Yeah, one of my very favorite recent campaigns we did, well, we it started as a yearly scorecard. So think Spotify wrapped for HubSpot customers. And I have never seen the type of response from customers of all sizes 
to an email campaign as I did to that email. It was a pretty simple concept. It took a lot of technical lift to actually execute, pulling in all of those data points, deciding what's significant and when to show data and not show data because, you know, if you haven't sent any emails, then we don't want to show you. You sent zero emails last year. So a big lift across teams. But we were getting responses. I mean, our C-suite was getting responses from customers saying, this is so helpful, seeing all of my data in front of me in a really digestible, kind of pretty format. So what we did off of that was create a monthly version for our Marketing Hub customers. And we send that version out, obviously, once a month. Um, but it shows their key stats and then their month-over-month -month change. And then if there are areas where maybe they've seen a decrease month-over-month, -month, it gives them enablement resources. So an academy course or a blog post, something like that. And it has been really, really impactful, I think, largely because it is so customer-centric. It is taking data that they care about and helping them do better with their tools. It's not a sales push. It's not something where we're really focused on one of our KPIs necessarily. We're really focused on highlighting to them the value that they get out of the account now and how they could get more out of it. And it's been really fun to execute, really fun to see the results. That's the email actually that we saw a 20% increase in product usage in the seven days after that send, the first time that we did a full send. And you just, you don't see that with much else. It's data that they could really go pull in their HubSpot account, but laid out in a way that's really consumable, laid out in a way that kind of has an opinion to it. And it shows them what they should be looking at and what they should care about and what they should be doing about it if they're not seeing the results that we think that they should be in their account. Um, very customer-centric. I love that we're able to do stuff like that, even in addition to what we've done with automating human outreach just to find new opportunities to add value. I love all of those examples, just the helpfulness in the nature of driving adoption, like using what we have, which is literally in our case, information on how they're doing in their marketing and sales strategies and giving that back to them. Huge. Ivan, I love your example, how just really evaluating how our customers actually interact, what their roles are on the billing example, right? Like, yeah, it, it probably the person that is on the billing information doesn't have much to do with HubSpot on a day-to-day -day versus the actual people in there and are like, oh gosh, my boss, if you don't renew with, you know, this is all going to shut down. It's just, it just really emphasizes the shift that I think we're coming into. We've always kind of known about it, but with AI, this balance of technology and human touch, you know, when can technology be helpful, but when can human touch be more meaningful? And it's a really, really, really interesting shift. And I think just to round out our conversation today, I'd love to end on your thoughts on how AI is going to change email and automation. Like, what are you anticipating? What are you maybe seeing? I know it's very early days, but the space is moving fast. I'm happy to tell you a little bit about how we've been thinking about it. And given we're HubSpot, we've been thinking about it a lot, <laughs> maybe more than uh, sometimes my boyfriend wants to hear about. Um, <laughs> but I think when I talk to a lot of my peers at other companies, the push that they're getting, just transparently, like a lot of companies, the way they're doing it is the way they're thinking about it is how can we get the same results we're doing now with less people? Like it's an efficiency play. And what we have really been doing at HubSpot and what I would encourage anyone to think about it through is like if you're only looking at it for efficiency, you're using a lot of the losing a lot of the power there. And instead, I would encourage people to think about it through the view of like, how can you do what you're doing with the same resources you have today, but like a lot more effective, like don't just try to be more efficient, like try to be better. Um, and what that looks like for me, like personalization is obviously the name of the game. And I think that AI is going to present 
a number of challenges in email marketing. Um, one of those is that like everyone already thinks that no one they meet on the internet is real. They're especially going to think that no one they meet on the internet is real anymore. <laughs> so like in order to like overcome that using AI, if you're not actually having a human reach out, AI to have like one-on-one -on -one personalization so good that like it can't be doubted and that you are so personalized that like you are doing the best. So that's number one. Like personalization is the number one thing. Additionally, you know, there's going to be an abundance of really cheap content on the internet. What we're thinking about that in is like, we're really, we're like looking at like, well, what are people consuming? And people are consuming a lot of personality-based content. Like people don't just want like the top three steps. They don't want, want like the top three steps from Cat. And that's what we're shifting a lot of our content towards, even on like our blog properties is like, what's our special opinion? Like they can get the one, two, three, that's like the general wisdom anywhere, but like what's the specific perspective we're bringing and bringing that content into our email automation. Um, and the final thing that we're thinking about is not just that AI is going to change um, people's perceptions or the competition in the market, but fundamentally, one day Google, Gmail is going to launch, is going to, they're already doing some of this today. They're going to launch like AI systems that are used to like summarize and prioritize people's inboxes for them. And when will that be? I'm not sure. I talk to people all day. Some of them think it's going to be like next week. Some people think that there's going to be years. Um, Google tends to be purist. So it'll probably pop up in other like uh, inboxes first. But like something we're thinking about is like, what are we going to do when that happens? Like, how can we take the amazing things like that we know from like SEO and be prepared for that world, which is, you know, today that predominantly looks like if you're an email marketer, you're like trying to make sure you don't end up in people's spam. Well, it's going to go one level beyond that. You're going to need to not just make sure you're not in the spam. You're going to make sure, need to make sure that like AI cares the most about your content and being prepared to do that level of optimization. So those are like the three buckets that I've spent a lot of time thinking about recently. Yeah, I, I completely echo you on the type of content that we're going to have to put out that going from the broad, applicable, maybe don't know if safe is the right word in mm -hmm. your in your information to that more opinionated perspective um, is going to really change how we think about content. I, th I think we always need the former on that side, but this is going to be new for a lot of companies. Yeah. I love the team's approach to experimentation at HubSpot, and I hope that you can take some of Casey and Ivan's insights into your own email marketing strategy. It's certainly an exciting space, and I can't wait to see what happens next. If you want to hear the full episode with Ivan and Casey, check out episode number one. Thanks for tuning in to Inside HubSpot. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and check out all resources in our show notes or head to hubspot.com forward slash inside HubSpot. We'll catch you on the next episode.